the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Millburgers Gardening South Texas is sponsored by Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. Good afternoon and welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. All right, come on by Millburgers and visit with us today. It's a pretty day. Uh, nice big blue sky, light fluffy clouds out there, lots of beautiful plants. Oh, yeah. uh, in front of us, we have, uh, man, if, if you if you don't have blue plumbago and have wanted it, okay, now is the time to come get it at Millburgers because it's gorgeous. And I think it's on sale. I'll have to check. Uh, but I'm, I'm pretty sure. I've got my deal. Okay, you get your deal. I'm going to fix this for you. There you go. Hey. Well, we want to be able to hear you say you, the deals. You've always got the fool with my mic. <laughs> I think it's a personal thing. See, it's, it's not in that, well, that here, I'll uh, fix part it. of the Express News, is it? Uh, well, here, I, I got it. I, I got it. Blue plum. Okay. Yep, on sale. And the one uh, number one pot. I missed the one gallons. Uh, <laughs> 688. Yeah, and it's it's beautiful. In fact, uh, it is. Uh, I'm looking. I'm comparing it to like the lantana, only because lantana has like four or five rows across, and it's all back deep. And I'm thinking the and the blue plumbago, I think, has been been hit hard in that a lot of people are buying it because it's got like three ro- <laughs> three or four rows. Ah, maybe it's uh, maybe it's equal, but it, I, I bet you by the time we're out of here. We'll uh, we'll see some go home. So well, there's a lot of great plants right there. There's there's our uh, tropical milkweed and uh, yeah dwarf ruellia up there. And and you've seen some action on the milkweed today. Oh yeah, my monarchs have been here today. <laughs> and uh, and of course there's like four or five different colors of salvia gregii in there. And here's the cool thing. We need a cool thing today. Yes, we do. <laughs> Remember how you used to be able to say, okay, I, I can't get to Millburgers, but I want to buy three or four of those beautiful blue plumbagos they've been talking about. Mm-hmm. You used to be able to call in. Yeah, no more. No, you can now. The phones are fixed. The phones are fixed. So you can call Millburgers, and uh, they'll put aside the plant Thank for you, you, and then you can come pick it up. Uh, you know, with, you know the number? Yeah, I do. Hold on. I'm going to find it again just because it's been a while. <laughs> Just as I remembered it, 210-497-3760. 210-497-3760. That's important, too, because we're going to talk about David Rodriguez's event here today at Millburgers. Uh, David is finishing up, but he's got another one he's doing here on the on October 2nd. And it's entitled, well, wait for it. Well, after, <laughs> we have to talk about David, and I suppose we'll have to talk about Joe, too, huh? 
Joe? Oh, where, where, that Johnson guy City the, Joe? Far, the far west in the hill country. Johnson City Johnson Joe? Johnson City Joe. Yeah, why, why wouldn't <laughs> I don't understand. Oh, I would just okay. say that just your collection of uh, oh, people to talk about. People, uh, yeah. yeah, Joe needs to do in the his, same league. Joe needs to do his own seminars here at Millburgers. <laughs> Joe, we'll talk to Trace for you. Come up with a series of topics. <laughs> we don't make any no, promises. No, 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 don't say that. <laughs> I know. We don't, don't do it. We don't, we don't promise anything. <laughs> Lawn Basics 101, <laughs> taught by David Rodriguez from 10 to 1130 on October uh, 2nd. And then fall is for planting, trees, shrubs, much more. On October 9th, on October 16th is fall color. Wow, it looks like we got it. Like, all for David? I don't all know if David, David is doing all of them or not. Hold I on, let me think check. so. I think he is. All right, so here's the point. You can call in and reserve your spot for those at 210-497-3760. 210-497-37. We're talking about the phone lines being up, Trace. Yeah. <laughs> look, at the big, look at the big smile on Trace's face. <laughs> we, were, we were giving out the... You know, we were talking about the blue plumbago, and I, I made the comment. I said, used to be, you know, if you didn't get here soon, you couldn't get them. You know how you used to be able to call and say, yeah. hey, put aside four or five of those for me. But now you can. We can. It's not functioning 100%, but we can actually get phone calls. Well, that's and good. Receive phone calls. and That's, that's all we needed to do. It's not true, is it, that I, that I heard it's been gone out of out of. Uh, Wax so long that you had to have a training session. <laughs> well, it's new technology, so yeah. yes, we had to have. Oh, did you really? Oh, their phones are from. They're, they're not archaic anymore. Okay, bells and so, whistles. Yeah, that's. But, but cool. we don't understand the bells and the whistles. So. They don't have that little dial thing. Do you yeah, understand no. the bells? Well, bells no. and whistles. I understand the ring. Good. I can pick up. I, I can hear it ring. Okay. I know to pick it up. Okay. Uh, but that's all you all, need. There's all kinds of things like park and oh wow. They, they haven't figured out how to make the page work yet, right? So you can call a park. Like let's say you want to call Hardburger, you just press that button. Uh, no. Oh dear. <laughs> I don't understand. There's something to, do, something to do where you can park somebody and answer it at a different line. Something. Yeah. I think, oh, okay. Yeah, I think and so. three weeks later, remember? Yeah. And, yeah, that's actually <laughs> what happens. Yeah. So we have park at work, and I think that's it. I never use it. So you press it, and then you walk to another phone. And then you, so you could walk to a cashier or something and then. Right. Uh, but yeah, so, well, good. I'm, I'm old enough to remember when they, when you picked up the phone. Well, yeah. there, there it's a strange you had, you remember. You had yeah. other people, you had people on there. Oh. They were operators. Little party lines. And I could say, I could pick, as a little boy, I could pick up the phone and say, I need to talk to my grandma. Uh-huh. And they would connect me because wow. they knew what, what where I was, and they knew who my grandma was. Huh, that's pretty good. <laughs> that didn't last very long, but it was kind of neat. Do you have the grandma function on your, uh, uh. your phone system here? <laughs> no. That'd be nice. <laughs> so we were saying about that. We were talking about the uh, presentations. All, all October is full each weekend. It's We're, get, we're getting there. Yeah. And uh, if they want to make their reservations, they can call. Right? Yes. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you seem nervous about this. I'm, I'm, you lost me on what they're calling about. They're calling uh, to make the reservations for David's presentations oh, yes, in okay. October. Right. Yes. <laughs> Whereas it was a little more challenging the past two weeks. So 4920-497-3760. They can continue to do the email, too, though. Couldn't sure. They? Yeah. They, they can, but now we, we're back to probably looking at emails once a day instead of every hour. Yeah. Phone. <laughs> Pick up your phone. It's with you everywhere. <laughs> we had a seminar one time, and the guy said, okay, so 
uh, let's say that you were staying at a hotel and you went to a, s- a seminar or something and uh, you got there you know, 30 minutes early, whatever, and you forgot your wallet, what would you do? You'd, f- you'd borrow money from a friend, you'd do something else. If you forgot your phone, what would you do? I have to go get it. Go get to that go back phone. and get it. Yeah, the phone is is become a part of us. So yeah. they've got their phones. They can call us at two one zero four nine seven three seven six zero. What's going on, Trace? Well, uh, it's my understanding that pumpkins might be here this week. So we've pumpkins, been in oh, yeah. the room, pumpkins. getting the display set up. The girls are decorating. Yeah, I saw that. So hey, is uh, getting up there. Actually, we should need to. We need to do. Al, see if you can make a theme song for the pumpkins. I like it to rawhide. Pumpkins, pumpkins, pumpkins. Can you so see the we're pumpkins? Gonna have... uh, maybe I'll make it for you. Is that okay? Uh, sure. <laughs> so it's, the pumpkins. Uh, can, can you do a little bit better than that one? <laughs> no, that's his best. Okay, forget it then. Thanks, Trace. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so I that, noticed that uh, pumpkins. As I, as I was walking in. That uh, they got they got another thing that signals that fall is here. What's that? What's that? Strawberries. Oh yeah, a lot of them. Yes, sir. <laughs> so Good that, man. Well, if only they were on sale. So and they're, they're on yeah, sale. They are on what sale. What selection was, are they? Uh, there's two varieties out there, and I think we listed them in. Eversweet and Quinault. 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 Yeah. Uh, nope, nope. I hear I'm, not, I'm not familiar What's with that. I hear rawhide going off in the back. Oh, do you? I don't hear it. <laughs> oh, okay, I got keep them No, don't keep the pumpkins rolling. Okay. Oh, Lord. Anyway, the strawberries are, they're beautiful. Well, ideally, they were supposed to be ready next month, but uh, it happened a little early. Well, that's good. That's a good thing. Because uh, the Poteet people... Plant theirs in uh, September, first of September, and that's the middle of September now. Oh yeah, so yeah. I, did, so it's I did have to contract grow, but I mean, it, uh, that was the only way I was going to ensure I get any for fall, because okay. uh, obviously fall is the right time to plant. Oh yeah, for, for strawberries, but nobody thinks about them till spring. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, if you if you grew up in Minnesota or any place <laughs> in the north, that's when we planted them, and they. Uh, stayed forever. I mean, <laughs> whereas yeah. here, you you can outproduce us in Minnesota, and but you plant them in the fall for one one crop. Yeah, yeah. In in the north, and in Kansas too, where I would school, uh, you plant them one year uh, in the spring. And uh, you grow them all the way through that year. You don't have any beers the first year. Really? And then the second year, you're in the spring, you have berries. Hmm. But uh, here, we plant them in the fall, in September. Supposedly, remove all the fruit and blooms. The runners. <laughs> you, know, until, you know nobody uh, does that. Uh, nobody does that. Because uh, <laughs> they like to call in and... Tell them, tell us how they're eating strawberries. Yes, in at around uh, Christmas, uh, January, something like that. But the commercial people and the commercial people don't obviously remove the blooms off acres of fruit. But the concept is, you remove the blooms, and that stimulates growth of the mother plant, which the ones you planted in September now, and uh, then you quit. About uh, I think Christmas, and uh, 
and let it let it go ahead uh, to uh, produce as much fruit as it possibly can. But uh, here, <laughs> we plant them in September, plants in September, and uh, like I say, remove the blooms and runners until uh, till uh, the first blooms and runners that come Even on. Even if that. you don't choose to manage them the way you describe, <clears throat> right? They're re- they're easy to grow. Oh yeah, and it's uh, it's one of the the best things for kids oh yeah for uh, for growing get them all excited about and birds too (laughs) and pill bugs too and uh (laughs) thank thank you jerry for being so positive (laughs) yeah well i'm positive the birds and pill bugs will get them well the phones have lit up with uh with pumpkin questions rutabaga ron is on the line at Uh 210-308-8867 proudly naming him his parents proudly named him rutabaga is that right? That's right. That's what he said. Nothing hey, Ron, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, or would you rather I just call you Rutabaga? Um, no, let's go with Rutabaga, Ron. I'm, I don't love him that much, but I love him. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> no, mm-hmm. I just had a, a practical joke for you guys. Um, what is a, what is a, yeah, here it comes. Uh, what does a pumpkin have in common with a Rutabaga? Uh-oh. Or how is a pumpkin like a Rutabaga? Yeah. Both work as a door jam. <laughs> yes, that's 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 one of them. <laughs> no, they're both delicious and they take a lot of work. I mean, basically, uh, on their own. Remember, rutabagas just by themselves prison food. But when you cook, cook them up with uh, you know, you know, with all the goodies—the brown sugar, the bacon, and the onions and tomatoes. Um, but to my, I remember my mom just um, just going to town with pumpkins. I mean, it's multiple problems: boiling them down, mash them. And once you mash them, you got to add the sugar. You got to add cream. You got to add nutmeg. Then you got you something. Then you can put that into a into a pie. But so I'm a firm believer that sugar makes everything almost palatable. Uh. <laughs> Maybe even rutabaga. But you can. Uh, but that's almost the same thing. A lot of people, when they do their mashed potatoes, put those same ingredients in there too: cream mm-hmm. and uh, b- butter and yeah. sugar. Oh. Yeah. Absolutely. So we don't we and don't we don't make fun of the mashed potatoes, but if we do never, that, the rutabagas never. But they're both and, and good. A, <laughs> the pumpkin is a squash, correct? Correct. Yeah. Okay. Well, everybody nobody right. wants to think about eating squash pie. You know, it's always pumpkin pie. But yeah. we won't tell them. We won't tell them everything. They don't need to know. Yeah, that. Don't don't, no. don't confuse them. They, they'll, uh, they'll stop. What kills me is that all those other pumpkin flavored things that. You know, pumpkin-flavored oh, coffee and pumpkin. Oh, oh, man. I do like that. You like yeah. it? Yeah, I do. Oof, the- yeah, yeah, <laughs> but it's easy to get burned out on that after a couple of months. And yeah. <laughs> well, you only get it for They only offer it for a couple of months. So yeah, uh, that, that it. works yeah, for me. That's all you could take, yeah. All right, nice. gentlemen. Well, well, thank you, Rudabay, you, Ron. Well, you know, I noticed one interesting thing about this guy. What's that? He calls in, talks about how rutabagas are delicious and pumpkins are delicious, uh, delicious. But he always says one thing that those have in common. What's that? His mama cooked. Yeah, you need your need to share those recipes online. All right, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Is it advisable to get those pumpkins early? Of course. Yeah. So all, pu- all pumpkins are harvested ra- basically the same time. So. Well, I was wondering about the ru- the, the rumored uh, issue with uh, 
lack of scar- available scar- pumpkins. Scar- 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 so well, you, you managed to get a, a I, full order, right? I, I think I got two full trucks, and then we'll piecemeal. But the, the, the real issue was hail. Oh. So uh, our normal supplier, his main crop got beat down, <laughs> and uh, there wasn't anything left of it. So Yeah, it don't take much to his, destroy a his, pumpkin plant. His neighbor had some, so we're going to oh. be getting his neighbor's pumpkins this year. <laughs> wow. How did his neighbor protect himself from the hail? He just didn't have hail. Wow. Have really? That, you know, it's, it's like a tornado. You know, yeah. Touches okay. down and take out one area and leave another one completely <laughs> That's fine. weird. Yeah. Okay. I told and it, it's a, it was in the Panhandle or up around. Probably East East Texas, I imagine. You know they have a a, a town. Milton used to run the uh, high country, and uh, they've got a town up there named Hale. Oh, okay. I think it's spelled H A L E though. No, oh, uh, maybe it's uh, it's appropriately named up there. I, I told you the story when I had my peach orchard. I was going to have, <laughs> oh, no. have a little, an extra uh, cash crop. You know, I had this nice uh-huh. hill and everything, and the soil was good. And so I planted pumpkins, and gosh, they look good. And they're good. and then I started uh, harvesting them, and. Uh, the fox and the coyotes that outsmarted yeah. me. They were, they were all look great there. They're all hollow. <laughs> yeah. Chewed apart. Yeah, they, they, we talk about they do that on watermelons too. And uh, they, the, we, we all talk about how, how, why they come, a coyote will come up to a watermelon before it's ripe and put it, scratch it. You'll see his paw. I guess I guess he he doesn't open it. I guess he's doing the thumping part, like well, like we always tell, or maybe the pressure of the on yeah, the wall. Yeah, uh, the the fragrance. You want me to look it up online? Yeah. Okay, I'll look it up. Why well, does a coyote scratch a watermelon? <laughs> All right. I, I, I want to really get an answer to that. <laughs> <laughs> the. Uh. <laughs> All right, we got to take a quick break. While we do, give us a call, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas is coming up on 930 AM, The Answer. Still see Alisa, she keeps on returning as breathless, young as ever. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9:30 a.m. The answer. All right, so uh, Al was so impressed with uh, Clint Eastwood's new movie Cry Macho that he's going to do all Clint Eastwood music today. There's Clint Eastwood singing. I still see Alisa. What? Yeah. Is that Clint Eastwood? That's Clint Eastwood singing from Paint Your Wagon. Oh, yeah. I, ah. I knew that other guy uh, that was in that with him. Uh, oh, gosh, yeah, I know who you are. The old time our ad actor. Okay, anyway, 210 308 
if it's bothering you in your yard, if you've got uh, all kinds of uh, different bugs, uh, Calvin was talking about rats earlier, uh, Spider-Man termite and pest control is your solution for developing, not only getting rid of them right now, but developing a plan to keep them gone. Uh, he'll look at your situation holistically. Why are the uh, why are they coming into your home? Why are they coming into your yard or into your yad- attic? And help you fix that too. So you're fixing the problem, not just treating the symptom. Uh, so uh, give them a call. Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control. 210-656-3721. 210-656-3721. Your web of protection since 1976. Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control online at GoSpiderManPest.com. GoSpiderManPest.com. Our number, 210-308-8867. 210-308. Lee Marvin. 210-308. 8867. Nothing, but we both can't have memory loss. No, I just could. That I could takes time. I could picture him, but oh, I couldn't. Yeah. I couldn't uh, he was a, not a not a very attractive guy. I mean, wow. rough face. You got. You got. He looked like an old timey western. You don't got to be mean like that. <laughs> I'll see if you can find any Clint new Marvin pretty. tunes. You know, Clint maybe for tomorrow. Pretty. All right, 210-308-8867, Looking at Calvin's article in today's paper, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh, he's talking about different insects and, and that uh, can bother us at this time of the year. And the neat thing is uh, they the, uh, it, it's I saw it on the... Uh, the same article on a uh, on the uh, web uh, edition of the mm-hmm. Express, and they use some spectacular pictures oh, okay. from right up, uh, some of which they put with Calvin's article. Okay, that like that purple one, uh, that worm. Oh yeah, that's a hell of a picture of those worms, the purple in the background. So. It's nice. I, yeah, I have heard that they are. Now, you, you remember just a couple of years ago they were they were doing a better job of photos on the article, mm-hmm. and then <laughs> then they kind of uh, less and less on, uh, on the article. But then uh, I've, I've gotten several reports that the uh, uh, the digital or the web. Art portion of the article has got better photos, a lot more photos. So you might want to just look and see, see if you like which one you like the best. But uh, that's a Jerry. I think we we sometimes uh, we we emphasize how important it is to control those uh, cabbage loopers. Mm-hmm. But but we don't always uh, emphasize the specifics. It's surprising how many people think that you spray the, the worms with the yeah thuricide and they'll, they'll be <laughs> the, the the you know you're in trouble when the worms roll over on their stomachs and want yeah. you to spray that yeah cool water on their stomach. It's like the uh, <laughs> I did mention uh, oh the uh, what are the worms that are in the soil of uh, cutworms cutworms oh okay because I I in. A lot of gardeners don't have that issue, but I had it in my my garden where the cutworms would uh, do a lot of damage. Uh, yeah. And I would think, 
Why, why isn't BT per, uh, uh, protecting from them? And then I'd f- figure out that because they feed at a different level. Yeah, yeah. They eat right at the base, yeah. they, and they're in the soil until they come out at night mm-hmm. and eat it at the very end of uh, bottom of them. All. I always said good luck with Malathion, but it was uh, you always had to figure out what was happening. Mm-hmm. 210-308-8867. Uh, Jose is on the line at 210-308-8867. Jose, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? Okay, and you? Good, good. What's going on? Uh, yes, I have a Mayelman, a Conquat, and a tangerine tree, and they died with the freeze. Now, they regrowing from the root and from the stump. Uh, should I let it grow? Uh, or I have good Conquat. So he's so he's got. Hold on a second. So you, what are the three trees? Meyer uh, lemon. Conquat. Yes, I had conquat, Meyer lemon, and okay. and, uh, and uh, what was the other one? <laughs> A lemon. Uh, Valencia. Uh, I had Valencia orange, Meyer lemon, conquat, and tangerine. So conquat, Meyer lemon, and then you broke up on the last one. Uh, my, my uh, Valencia orange. Okay, Valencia. Right. Okay, well, guys, what do you think? The oranges and I guess lemons are all grafted. Uh, I guess on sour orange rootstock, but uh, if they're come if they're coming from the ground and they don't have a flat uh, leaf like their the parent plant does, if it's uh, and if it's got thorns on it, that's a rootstock, and you just need to get another plant. But uh, mm-hmm. but all those that you mentioned are should have been grafted. I think are grafted. Even the kumquat. Yeah. Okay. Right. And, uh, so look at look at the foli- look at the foliage on the sprout that's coming up. Now, I've got some coming up on my uh, satsumas that froze to the ground. And that I've had for years, and we're over the roof of the house. But uh, it's got one shoot. Each plant has one sprout coming from the ground. I've, I've got a, a quant- right. kumquat that's come back. It looked to me like was completely gone. It's come back with a. It looks like a good good branch. <laughs> and then the Meyer lemons, which always just surprised the heck out of me. Both of them are. Are back and so one is one has got football uh, size fruit on it. Uh, so, so yeah, don't uh, look at them closely. And uh, Jerry mentioned the thorns, and uh, look at the the leaves look like the leaves from the previous plant before it froze. Then you're in good shape. Now I, I can't. Uh, my mine doesn't have the sprouts that I have. Don't have thorns, and they have. Look like regular leaves, so uh, but I haven't cut it. I haven't removed it yet because I'm uh, <laughs> I'm just hoping it's coming back from the. But I got a feeling it's not from the it's gonna be the original fruit. Well, some some sometimes yeah. it's easier just to 
especially like here at Millburgers, these plants look so neat. They look so good. Uh, sometimes it's, uh, it's just say, heck, I don't want to sit here and wait and wait and wait. I'm going to go ahead and get a, a plant that's it's ready for action. So <laughs> that, that, that's another option for a decision. Well, if you want an adventure, ooh, boy, <laughs> you can come over and buy uh, a... Uh, the kind of uh, citrus you want, and then try, uh, then approach graft it uh, to the sprout that's coming up. And uh, you can get on the plantanswers.com under propagation and click on it, and it should have, uh, I think it's even got uh, drawings of, uh, of how to do that, how to do an approach graft. Uh, on grapes and citrus and things like that. So, uh, okay. don't don't tell Trace I, I mentioned this because he <laughs> he gets disturbed at me. But it's it's something yeah, especially fun. since his fruit trees are on <laughs> on sale. Huh? Yeah, well they? they're for sale. They're for sale. That's right. Uh, but uh, have you it, got his, uh, Have you got his ad? Oh, mm-hmm. well, I get. <laughs> I guess he does it just because there's a price in the ad doesn't mean it's on sale. Yeah. yeah. The, uh, but uh, anyway, that's something fun to try. And uh, if you've already got the sprout and established root system, you might as well try it. You can double your tree numbers by doing approach grafting. I had one conquest, and it was killed by the by the priest before this priest, and it, it, it came out with, in the center of conquest, it was coming out like with the lemons. Okay. Uh, and uh, now well, that's an root, improvement, that, isn't it? <laughs> uh, and, 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 and the root, uh, I took the tree down because it was killing, and yeah. I thought about the priest coming off the ground from the root. Okay. <laughs> Well, let let those sprout. If you want to try the approach graft, let those uh, sprouts grow, and then you'll want to use one about a pencil size, the size of a pencil, to, to approach graft it. But uh, that works a lot of fun. Uh, Doctor Lois Reeve, who's since passed away, but uh, he used to be a master propagator. In fact, I think he was in the Master Propagator Society. But uh, he he did that with grapes. And that crazy guy would take a cutting off of a grape, uh, a new cutting or new, new wood, and put it in a, a bottle, Coke bottle, with water. And then change the water every... Uh, Two or three days, fresh water, and and uh, until that piece of uh, wood that he had in that bottle grafted onto the plant that he hmm. he wanted to graft it onto. He, he did some he did he did some amazing things. I knew I knew about putting plants side by side to do that, but but. Uh, I, I guess he didn't have a plant. All he could had get is a cutting, and he'd he'd make that work for an approach graph. Wow. Well, thank you, Jose. Okay. Good luck. Thank you. You take care. Okay. 
All right, that'll free up a line or 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, the number to call to be a part of today's show. I wonder if Jose can see out his front door. Not going to go there. <laughs> Come on, Milton. Nope. 210-308-8867. Milton thinks he can read my mind. Uh-huh. 210-308-8867. <laughs> Which means he thinks the same way I do. No, that's, that's scary. <laughs> okay. All right, what you got over there? Uh, did, did you write this article? My article? Yeah. Yeah, I wrote my article. Okay, well, that, this is the same article I used in the uh, website. I mean. Oh, the, yeah, they always do. Yeah, but they didn't put your name on there. Didn't they uh, in the website at all? Uh, I didn't see it. Oh. I looked. See, I thought it was Mo- might be Molly. Click. Oh. But uh, I can tell the way this is uh, subject matter in here is uh, blocked in the same way it was in the Express. So it must be the same article. Yeah. And they got some great pictures with it. And in fact, it shows up on the uh, web uh, sometimes ahead of time yeah. to the newspaper. The, now, Calvin may have... Jump the jump the cog here. Last paragraph in his raw art. He's not going to like the last paragraph. Well, <laughs> yeah, that just kind of changed my philosophy. Okay, well, hurry. You, we, you're too old to change your philosophy. We got a call in the line too, so hurry. Okay. I am no longer advocating the use of general fire ant bait in the landscape. The native ant populations are too important to threaten by the use of wide-scale general application of insecticide. Calvin is advocating protection of the native ant population. Okay. Why is that bad? Will will native fire ants sting, Calvin? Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But the... there's a lot of lot of discussion going on on that on that issue of whether a general attack, of course, the general attack on the fire ants has not resulted <laughs> in much success either. But uh, whether uh, there's a lot a lot, a lot of folks that are questioning whether that isn't a uh, uh, threat to. Uh, some of our important na- native populations in, in the fire ants? ants, ants in general, yeah. And what else? What other things you kill with uh, uh, fire Ambro, ant bait? Ambro and stuff like that. Yeah, I, I, th- I feel more comfortable now at this point with you treat those hills, those mounds that are in in your way or are threatening your kids' activities or your mm-hmm. pets or something. And then you don't you don't just do a general ten acre. Uh, what about the ones you can't see that don't make have a mound? Why why would you want to have to kill them if, because, if you can't even see them? Because if you put a piece of hamburger meat out there, why, there, why are you putting are a piece of hamburger meat out to see if you got ants, fire ants? Before you walk your naked body out there and uh, fire ants eat you up. 
Does that seem logical to you, Mel? Yeah, it's logical. Why, why, is he, why is he going out naked? Yeah, yeah <laughs> naked with a piece of hamburger. Yeah. <laughs> He's asking for trouble. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. Hey, we'll get back to this in a second. Certainly a wor- it's certainly a worthy topic to, to discuss, for sure. Okay. We can do let's let's uh, we got a uh, David Rodriguez. What? I think it says on the line. Uh, going to talk about he's he, still he, around. He's left, I think, but he he tore out. But he called us. Hi, David. How's it going, Milton? How you doing? Can you hear me okay? I can hear you okay. Can you hear us okay? Yes, I I got excited about a hamburger meat and being naked. What are y'all uh, talking about? <laughs> so you're in line without clothes on over at McDonald's right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, we did we did our talk this morning at the beautiful Millburgers Landscape Nursery, and I had to take off. Uh, I'm over here at the urban farm. Uh, we planted a bunch of uh, baby, baby broccoli plants a couple days ago, so I'm just trying to uh, keep them watered with the seed right now. Mm. Yeah, better keep them moist. Yeah. Where's your uh, volunteers, David? And the last thing I heard, you had a Master Gardener chapter there. Yeah, we're we're uh, we're it's, it's gonna it's the home on the east side near the rodeo grounds where uh, our new extension urban farm uh, extension office is going to be located at. So we're farming again. We got uh, uh, some nice watermelons growing, oh. awesome looking cantaloupes growing on half this field, tomatoes and peppers, beans, squash, zucchini cucumbers and then this week we plant broccoli and cabbage and a few cauliflowers so i'm just trying to keep those little broccolis moist okay oh don't pour the broccolis very cool so you are you're back here on the second is that right uh i don't know i know i was there today he barely remembers that Uh, so okay we'll do some checking on that what kind of questions did you get (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so we, we did a, a part two of our uh, fall winter vegetable gardening uh, series. So two, three weeks back, we did part one on warm weather crops, you know, to get them going, get them planted, tomatoes, peppers, squash, zucchini, cucumbers, beans, etc. And today we focus on uh, root crops and greens and cool weather crops. And uh, so um, giving them... Uh, you know, watch out for the cabbage loopers that you're going to have on your broccoli and cold crops and how to fertilize and grow these leaves big so we can have nice cabbage and cauliflower and broccoli. So uh, a lot of good questions, uh, good folks out there today. Okay. Yeah, did you plant, did, uh, you're talking about planting your uh, root crops. Uh, I certainly hope you have a row or two of rutabagas for Calvin. Uh, no, I think that's, that's next year after we plow up this field for the building. Oh, okay. That's a good idea. Do you have turnips? No, we're, we, they want us in and out by December, so we're trying to time this thing with the right crops. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. That's but, nice uh, excuse, we did co- too. <laughs> we, we, did, we did cover uh, today with the talk strawberries, and I, I heard y'all talk about strawberries, and uh, uh, th- those that, that quinoa is on our uh, list that Dr. Stein helped put together, uh, Dr. Parsons. So that, that is okay. a, a one that, that works pretty pretty well. So I'm glad that Trace, and they look nice. The strawberries look real nice. Oh, yeah, don't yeah, they, though? They're beautiful. 
He's got a bunch of them too. David, on on on, on the topics that you talked about, what what, what uh, vegetables are you planting by seed now? Are you waiting on any or? Well, uh, I told him. I told him traditionally October is is that time frame, or late September. When you when you go two or three days that you wake up in the morning and by two p.m. and it is getting a little cool. And I said once you start feeling that little cold, then I think it's about appropriate to start direct seeding. So we covered root crops and greens and things like that. Okay. So you were in no no rush to get the seeds in the ground, huh? No rush. You know, I usually I usually say late September through October. Okay. Say, so, do you have you any? Uh, do you have any Crawford lettuce seed uh, at your office? Let me check the dungeon this week. Uh, <laughs> see if I have any hiding somewhere yeah, there. I, I don't remember. I know I cleaned it, but uh, I thought I thought we had some over at your office. I, I'll double check. I'll double check. Uh, okay. I know last but year it, we gave it, we gave most of the nurseries some seed, so I yeah. don't know if they have any left in inventory or not. Well, uh, Trace doesn't have any at Millburgers, and I've got some uh, packaged seed, but they're old. Okay. So if you. (laughs) Bless you. So if you've got some. some, uh, (laughs) Scared the customers. (laughs) Well, I had a good stand. We we have a real, real, real nice stand. Uh, Started with one bed and then naturalized to six beds. At the children's <laughs> garden, on the on the outskirt demonstration plot, and those beds that came up, it's like unbelievable. Like looked like somebody direct seeded them. And I was gonna I was gonna get all that seed back in what uh, March April. They were all yeah. flowering and setting seed, and then I show up one day and they're all they pulled out everything. I said, Scott, I was supposed to get all that seed. So um, that, I've had that, that happen. Seed, yeah, yeah, but I'm sure they'll come back here and there. But I, oh yeah, they're gonna come back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll it'll, be, it'll be a little too late to plant them. Again. Yeah. Well, yeah, but I'll check. I'll check my office get... if I have any hiding there. All right. Okay. Thank you. Hey, Dave. We need to run to a break. Okay. All right. Well, thank you guys, and fi- and tell me what we do in October. I'll hear it on the radio. Okay, I'll, I'll look <laughs> it up. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll talk to Mike right after this. 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. More in a moment on 930 AM, The Answer. I talk to the trees, but they don't listen to me. I talk to the stars. But they never hear me The breeze hasn't time okay, Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The answer before we get to Mike, too, real quick, I want to talk to you about Wild Birds Unlimited right there at Northwest Military and Hebner Road. At Wild Birds Unlimited, you can find everything that you need to create a garden and a yard and a, a home. Uh, for wildlife uh, right in your own backyard, uh, and they're problem solvers. So if you uh, if you don't want squirrels, Jerry Jerry loves the squirrels, but if you don't want squirrels, uh, if you don't want, or if there's a certain bird you want, uh, they'll help you figure out how to do that. Uh, whether I don't think they have a cockroach specialist. No, they do not. <laughs> uh, so. Bet they can kill them, though. Yeah. So, so yeah. 
<laughs> so go by and visit them. Today would be a nice day to visit with them. They'll help you. And uh, now that follows here, there's a whole other migration coming through. Wild Birds Unlimited, Northwest Military, and Hebner Road. Kyle, the gang, Bill's still there, and everybody that you've come to expect. Plus, uh, it's a fun family of people, even the customers. Wild Birds Unlimited, Northwest Military, and Hebner, 210-479-BIRD, 210-479-BIRD. Uh, is the number to call. And our number, 210-308-8867. Trace on the porch with us. He's going to help us talk to Mike. Mike, thanks for waiting. How can we help you today? Hi. Yeah, I've got two pomegranate bushes that uh, for years we got many pomegranates, never had any problems, didn't have to do too much to them. But starting about three years ago, the pomegranates stopped ripening. And this year... One of them, uh, I got branches at a time that are starting to die out. Well, this year is an exception, so Jerry uh, can probably speak for the other, but uh, pomegranates got hit hard by the cold, and the barks would, bark on the trunk would split, and even if they leaf back out again, once we hit the summer heat, uh, the cambium layer was still screwed up from the winter, and you would have or would or could have dieback. So that would explain this year. Yeah, and I've got pink satin and uh, what's the wonderful, and they, <laughs> they turned out exactly the way Trace is describing, uh, just kind of a mess of dead wood and new <laughs> sprouts and retreating sprouts. Yeah, they're, they're en route, en route. So the answer to revitalizing them is cut them to the ground, right? Pretty much. Or yeah, or just almost all of the all of this. And just say if you got a you got a, a good crop of uh, stems that look pretty sturdy, just save. But I think you're better off doing that. So you're yeah. saying cut cut them to the ground and let them start with the new shoots. Right, right. Because they're they're on their own root system, and you don't have to worry about rootstock sprouts. Okay. Now, uh, let me ha- let me ask you. You said you had a good crop uh, several years in a row. Many years. Did, many years in a row. Did they? Uh, it was it wonderful or wonderful plant crop? I imagine that's the one you planted. You know okay. these uh, trees. These bushes are about fifty-five years old. Okay, mm. that's wonderful. I can't uh, remember. You know, that's wonderful, isn't it, Milton? <laughs> yes, it is wonderful. That was, that, was, that was about the only one back then. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, when you harvested the fruit, was it? did it have any, uh, was it black inside? Yeah, dark purple, black, yeah. Yeah, but I'm talking about uh, the fruit would be negative. Uh, black. Unattractive, yeah. Yeah, unattractive. That's a fungus in there. Oh, you, you're talking about no. Oh, when they they just when they were good, it was you know a normal uh, purplish color. But when they stopped ripening, they yeah. just they just didn't get ripe. They were still white. Oh, okay. Um, you know, <laughs> but when they were good, did they have any black fungus in them? Mm, I never really noticed. Uh, when you cut, yeah, when you, you cut them open, uh, well, we've, Dr. Shreve again, uh, was working with palm granites for years and even went to Russia and foreign countries to get, uh, 
new different varieties that wouldn't be susceptible to that uh, blackening of the fruit. Now, in, now, now maybe, fruit. maybe some of them did that fell off, but the ones yeah. that we harvested were mainly good. Okay, good. I, I just wondered about that. That that wonderful variety is the uh, number one variety grown in California. Okay. Even though it's old, but that's when you get uh, pomegranate juice, uh, it's probably grown in Cal, extracted in California, and uh, of the wonderful variety. So, okay. but there's a lot of new Russian varieties, and I think we've had some of oh, them. Oh yeah, we we got actually a few varieties down there. Pink satin, pink was satin. One of them. Oh, okay, yeah, and and those varieties differ in their culture. And okay. they're how large the fruit is when it ripens. Yeah. Color. Yeah. Okay. okay. So you Good said just cut it all down and start over from the new shoot. Right. Well, yeah, you know. you're starting over with an established root system. So okay. it's going to grow like a house of fire. Okay. <laughs> all right. Okay. And if you, well. get, if you get multiple shoots out of the root, uh... After they go dormant, uh, say, next spring, I don't think I'd cut them down until next spring. Yeah, okay. then you start, then you just start your regular... In the spring, yeah. You prune it, yeah, you prune some of the old wood out every year. For, right. But uh, good luck. Keep us informed. Okay, all right. Thank you very much. Yeah, thanks, Mike. You take care. 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Got a couple minutes before we get you caught up with the news. What's going on? What else is going on, Trace? Uh, well, I'm looking at my sales items, and we were talking about petunias last mm-hmm. week. <laughs> well, last weekend. And to d- now he's changed that, Trace has changed that, to p- petunia madness. Mm-hmm. That's the series. Uh-huh. That's yeah. the series. Yeah. But it sounds like it's a big petunia sale. <laughs> it is a big petunia. Trace has gone crazy. It's petunia madness here at Millburgers. <laughs> now I get it. Petunias, petunias, regular, petunias. Regular dollar twenty nine and on sale for ninety eight cents. And uh that madness uh is an older variety, but it was one of the best first hybrids that they came out with. And uh, then you've got <laughs> Marigold Hot Pack, available in yellow, orange, harmony, and fire. Yes. So this is optimum for, for marigolds. That's if you right. Wanna, if you want your marigolds to be nice and pretty for All Souls, All Saints Day, <laughs> you need to get them in the ground now. And no spider mites. Right. It's already, it's already cooler, so yeah. spider mites are less of an issue. That's right. They, they might be on there later on. But they won't be in huge population. And they're not born pregnant when it's cold. <laughs> Wait a minute. You're thinking of aphids, Gary. Mm-hmm. I don't know if spider mites are born pregnant or not. I'll have to check that. Yeah, have pretty to check close. That out. Pretty close. Takes them four days, <laughs> five days. Yeah. But anyway, uh, I've got an article about how it's better to... Wait a minute. You're okay just telling you. <laughs> Uh, how it's better to plant them in the fall now for spring bloom. And that's on plantanswers.com in the information index, uh, the first ent- listing. 
and it's, it's mainly promoting the uh, lower bush petunias that'll probably be here the first to the end of uh, October. But uh, it also it also applies to the petunia petunia madness. So anyway, they 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 bloom till a hard freeze, hard frost, and then uh, the plant will live and keep growing its root system, and just have knockout blooms by by the spring. Millburgers Gardening South Texas is sponsored by Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. We're back with Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Second hour of the show had lots of good calls. The first hour. Let's get lots of good calls the second hour, too. 210-308-8867. Or come by, ask a gardening question in person. You don't even have to be on the air. Uh, just come on by and visit with us. 210-308-8867 or 1604 on Boulevard Road is where you'll find the nursery. All right. What you, like, what you looking at there? I was looking at Calvin's This Week in the Garden. Uh-huh. What does he say about walking naked with hamburger meat in your garden? <laughs> so you, does he recommend it or no? Uh, <laughs> they scatter. Hey, that's a hummingbird. They yeah, sh- and we have seen lots of butterflies. That is a hummingbird. <laughs> Look at that guy. He's uh, yeah, checking all those flowers. Out. Yeah. but uh, Over there at the Turk's uh, Cap. Yeah. Yeah. Those, those fire ants scatter. In other words, they have main mound somewhere but uh sometimes you can't see where they're going in their main where their main mound is and that's what the baits are for mm-hmm. but uh i never will forget we were out at uh canyon lake with steve george and so we found a place there wasn't nobody there which was <laughs> rare to find mm-hmm. and so we put the boat on shore and got out and put our our chairs uh, on the on the side of the, the lake and within three minutes mm-hmm. those ants mm. were eating us up oh no you had to had to keep your feet off the ground or they'd oh, sting wow. you to death Ugh. and uh that in a situation like that, there's there's no mounds. Yeah, there's just so you have to use the bags. And we were right about the blue plumbago at the beginning of the show. I've seen probably eight or nine leaves since, if not more, since we've gotten here. Yeah, I'm wondering. But it's kind of it's almost uh, surprisingly there's a a race between the uh, milkweed too. A lot of folks are picking up uh, milkweed. Um, so yeah. they're they're aware of the fact. Of course, it's hard to pass up. Was, the <laughs> monarchs right out in front of us mm-hmm. here. But yeah, that uh, the monarchs don't like the blue plumbago. Yeah, but <laughs> well, it's but, not it's it's not their favorite, but it's one of those yeah. that they yeah. that uh, the butterflies will take advantage of it for sure. But uh, I'm wondering. Uh, I've got that stand of blue plumbago, the original ones. Mm-hmm. In my backyard that I never watered, for, haven't watered for years. Yeah. Cut it to the ground every year. 
And I swear, and I've seen, I, as I go through my neighborhoods going to the house, uh, it seems like the blue plumbago or the plumbagos in general bloom more in the fall. I wonder if it's uh, daily insensitive. Oh, that's interesting. But it, it'll, it also blooms in the spring, too. But uh, in the summer, the, the fall, the blue plumbagos full bloom all over the town. So I, I don't, I don't know. I guess we could look that up. But uh, and it's yours. It's yours sure is, showing out here. Yeah, and yours is more of a sky blue than these. You said, I think. Yeah. So yeah, it's that's more like that new, blue than that blue. That's new development. Okay, it's a pretty. The blue. other one was kind of washed out. I thought blue. Oh, okay. But I wonder lot, if this one blooms more. A lot of more. people like blue flowers. Do you have not a, that a lot of them? Do you have the white plumbago too, or did you get rid of it? No, uh, we've got some around. Okay, we I, have some in our yard. It, you're, oh, did you? The comparison is, well, yeah, it's still blooming. I mean, is the white blooming as much as the blue? No, but it does. It does bloom, but yeah. the difference is. Uh, you know, there's a giant swallowtail. Oh it? wow! On the uh, what are those? That's Dianthus, I think. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the difference is maybe three blooms, and the these blue plumbago yeah. have more blooms than a big old white plumbago right, has. Right, yeah. right. Okay, so sorry. You got the new one. It came out of my backyard, right? What's that? The new blue plum, plum- the white plumbago. I don't know. It was. It was. I think there when she got it. It's an old variety. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Whatever happened on the Paul Cox uh, sage? Sage. Yeah, yeah, the white sage. Well, <laughs> I got I, pictures. I, I did not have any success rooting my thing. Which, oh no. Yeah. Who I'm would gonna, have ever thought? I'm going to keep trying though. Well, you know, I didn't get any help. Hmm. What? Huh? What about those articles that you wrote? Well, no. roses. So I didn't know. Like most of the stuff I read after the fact said, take all the leaves off. I didn't know you did that. My leaves got moldy. Yeah. And then, then other articles I'm reading online say to do it in sand, not in perlite. Uh, what? Or, or vermiculite. Well, but that, I mean, that's, that's part of Where did you of, get that? That's part of the process, the learning okay. that. Too. Okay. I got to learn? <laughs> you, no one said anything about having to learn. But anyway. Uh, but there's uh, lots of different choices and strategies. I went out and got some spectacular pictures of Paul's, Paul's white. Yeah. Uh, his, his, wife, you, his wife had marked Michelle, the best yeah. one. And, uh, but then I've, I've lost uh, access to my miss, miss bed prop I use. So uh, with the plant still there and healthy, so maybe if I can, or Milton can work something out next year or something like that, yeah. we can try it again. All right. How do we get you a mist bed? <laughs> well, you got to kind of need a greenhouse, too. Oh. So I've lost that, too. Yeah. The article did say the, that the time to do it was in the fall. But after last week, you all said, no, people do it in the fall, and that's a mistake. Because <laughs> it shuts down. Not well, not necessarily Sinisa, but you said other plants. Yeah. So should I do the Sinisa in the fall or no? Too late. Yeah, you could try it in the fall. That doesn't that doesn't answer my question. <laughs> anyway, getting back to Galvin's ideas, plant, oh, okay, plant the winter 
a vegetable garden. Use transplants for broccoli, cabbage, cauliflower, kale, Swiss chard, and Brussels sprouts. Yeah. And I think we probably got all those. I think we have Brussels sprouts on sale. Yeah. You, <laughs> yeah, I imagine. We don't, we don't have uh, had them, but they got sold. Bright lights, I mean, we, the... the uh, yeah, that's a real popular char, Swiss char. Yeah, I like it, too. It's, but it, but it's I'm more sure of an ornamental than it is something good I'm to sure eat. I'm sure we'll get. I mean, I'm sure the milk rivers will get more of it. There was uh, one other thing that it was. Oh my, uh, the one that starts with the C that I can milk milk collard collards collard greens. That uh, that's that's my my little <laughs> list has some blank spaces for the for those two. There you go. Uh, that I want to fill, and I expect milk rivers will fill it soon. And then he says, use seeds for lettuce. Now, if you if you plant in Crawford lettuce, you don't you don't want to use seed now. I mean, you want to use it when the temperature cools. But go ahead and get your beds ready. Keep them keep them moist. Get let them get more be moist. Because remember, the lettuce you plant on the very top of a of a, a ro- the row and uh, in a moist soil. I went ahead and put everything, carrots, radishes, everything on top of the uh, the row. And, <laughs> and come with, up, yeah? <laughs> yeah, with that, you know, with the soil I had, it's kind of it's rough anyway, so you get a little bit of yeah. coverage. So you, you, it's probably, you probably have a better... I've always had better luck with it on the surface on most vegetables than trying to get it an eighth of an inch under the under the ground like yeah. some of the seed packs. <laughs> the far, farmers used to say, <laughs> and this was with broccoli mainly, and and I guess cauliflower, that uh, when they planted broccoli and cauliflower, they did it from seed, of course, and uh, if they planted the plants, the, the seed, and they got a, a kind of a hard rain or drizzle that replant. Oh, really? The seed wouldn't come up. Hmm. And that's, <laughs> I, I was amazed at that. But now, Calvin also mentions turnips and radishes. Now, those stupid things will come up anywhere you plant them. I keep looking at three <laughs> days in my re- Keep expecting my radishes to come up, but they haven't been up yet. In, and uh, he also mentions carrots. And the old timers used to plant radish seed. Uh, I don't know if they use turnips or not. I know they use radishes with their carrot seed because the radish would germinate fast, fast, and break the soil crust that would develop if they had a rain. So it just broke through for the teeny uh, <laughs> carrots to take off. And then beets and mustard. Which one am I leaving out, Matthew? Rutabaga. There you go. He had to mention it. He does. <laughs> he and Rutabaga run. <laughs> yeah, sometimes when I... As soon as things are back yeah, to normal, I'm those meet the Rutabaga Club will meet. Rutabaga's in, then I think... <laughs> Well, Jerry would miss it if it wasn't. Yeah, there you go. Okay. There you go. At least I got him thinking about it. Though. 
Uh, uh, I, I'm looking for the you know the, the Rutabaga Society and then the big Rutabaga Fest here in San Antonio. It's going to be good. Yeah. Like a Rutabaga cook-off? Rutabaga yeah. Ron is like seriously going to participate you, in that. Have you cooked your own Rutabagas? Oh, gosh, yeah. Mm. Why do you think you could write about them if you didn't cook them? Well, <laughs> the point I was going to make, everybody's talking about rutabagas and things. Everybody's Always talk about, about their mother. Oh, their okay. mother cooked them. My mother. Oh, uh, <laughs> she didn't did like too, them. didn't she? I, I, uh, <laughs> I, I thought I told you. My, my mother said she she worked all her life. You know, she had a regular job. Oh, yeah. She says that was so that she wouldn't have to cook and clean house because she needed an excuse that she wouldn't. <laughs> When we would go grocery shopping, it would be, we loved it, of course, but we would all go pick our, uh, uh, the... Uh, Favorite crops? Or no, the, the, what are those uh, plates that are, uh, you, now we put them in the microwave. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, not pot pies, but... Uh, <laughs> a little... Uh, like the TV dinners? TV or? dinners. Oh. That was, uh. our, you know, we'd each pick five uh, TV dinners. For all them. right. <laughs> so your mama didn't. No, she didn't was cook she, a lot. she was not not the uh, <laughs> renowned for her uh, there home, you go. housekeeping. And so also, you're not going to call us with <laughs> stories about your mama's homemade rutabaga <laughs> recipes. Also, cool weather annuals Calvin mentions uh, requiring full sun can be planted now. Consider snapdragons, stocks, dianthus, petunias, and calendulas. Wait another month to plant cyclamen and primula in the shade. Uh, I, I probably another month or so before they get the fl- plants in. Oh gosh, yeah. Well, the stocks aren't even out there yet. Yeah, yeah. I can't, was w- watching <laughs> for stocks. I kind of miss. I got uh, and another another thing that we talk about for the winter are sweet peas, but that hmm. it's a little early. It's hot. Yeah, yeah, sweet peas are. are it's never a perfect time for them. It's either too hot or too cold. Yeah. We we used to have, we've got several master gardeners, and, and we had some uh, folks from the early days of master gardening that used to always plant uh, sweet peas with me, but it was always, a, uh, <laughs> we'd try to hit it perfect, you know, but we'd end up having to re, reseed every uh once a month for like three, four months. Yeah. Now Jerry in, introduced me to something that I, I for I just lost track of or for didn't ever do it. Uh, going ahead and uh, soaking those soaking seeds. Soaking mm. It works. It works great for both uh, English peas and for the sweet peas. Yes. It ma- it it makes them swell. They imbibe. Water melting. Yeah, your ger- oh, okay. germination. <laughs> your germination rate is just three times, four yeah. times as much as if. You this is for which plant? What the sweet peas? peas. Oh, the sweet peas. Oh, or that doesn't work for blue bonnets or and okra. Okay, it just makes them take the water up so they can start sprouting and but, growing. And one of the reasons the well, more the flowers are beautiful. Colors are intense on sweet peas. But uh, it's it's one of the few with fragrance that's unbelievable. Oh yeah, and of course alyssum. And, yeah, uh, and uh, wait a minute, stocks. Wait, wait a minute, you can smell? Yeah, yes, I can. All right, 
But yet, it actually well, has not a you, Milton. Sure. <laughs> but yet he can't smell uh, well, Belinda's dream. It doesn't sound like the problem is him. No. <laughs> I don't understand. I don't it's know. always the problem with him. <laughs> Tom is on the line. We'll get back to that in a second at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Hey there, Tom. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How you doing today? Hey, guys. Good. So, uh... Last week, I, I planted some herbs, and out of six, three um, in over the last four or five days have just grayed up and, and died. What, and are, what herbs are they? Uh, two were oregano, and one is marjoram. Okay. So all the others that I planted at the same time were doing great. So what I'm wondering is I amended the soil with uh, a mixture of, of cow manure and compost, and I'm wondering if I planted maybe too soon after doing that. Do I need to wait a day or so after I mend the soil, or can I can I plant right away? Yeah, was a was a, a cow manure. You said cow manure or horse manure? Yeah, it's a composted cow manure essentially. Oh, okay. Well, if it was composted, uh, now you should be able to plant right there. Now, when you say composted, could you tell? Could you smell the manure or not? Oh, no, no, no. Could no. Okay. It it doesn't doesn't smell, and you know it's not clumped yeah. up or anything. So, Did uh, I like it straight out of the horse. Yeah. Or cow. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Well, we're just I, trying, to, trying to figure, figure out. Why. <laughs> now, did it? Uh, this is a pretty severe. Uh, oh, David was talking about it today. You plant transplants, and I've had the same experience in my garden this this week. Uh, you gotta you gotta water them <laughs> at least once a day. <laughs> if you put you know like a big broccoli transplant in there, or yeah. your, your oregano or whatever you planted. Yeah. So that it's not not unusual for them to to wilt pretty quickly, and, and you got to well, make it, sure that you pre-irrigate it. In other words, before you plant them, that's probably a, that's that's you got to make sure thing. that because no, if you don't, if you plant them in dry soil, you'll never keep them watered. And even if well, it's that, if it's dry compost, yeah, oh yeah, dry compost because it's so well drained. Mm-hmm. You've got you've got no. Retention there. Uh, yeah, no uh, water holding. So I, I planted it in the same bed. I planted uh, Green Magic, and it's doing great. Green um, Magic it, is. It, mm-hmm, yeah, and well, I, well, I planted a, at the same time. That's all good. Bed. That's all good news you're telling. Because uh, uh, would you rather have Green Magic, beautiful, tasty broccoli? Or would you rather have those nasty herbs that you plant? Well, I wanted to put some oregano on my broccoli. Uh, so <laughs> there, <man>. yeah. <laughs> so there. Good job. So you're messing that broccoli up, what you're doing. It's they, good without anything. Were they little, little transplants or big transplants? or? These were the small ones. I, I got them from there. Um, yeah, they're the small ones that will essentially fit in the palm of your hand. Huh. Oh, those. Geez. Well, like a what three by three well, little container. The, the green, the green magic didn't fit in your hands, did it? It had a well-developed uh, root system. Yeah, and grew well. Yeah. Oh, you talking about after I, I take would, it out of the container? Yeah, I oh, would okay. go ahead and remove the rest of that herb 
and put some more green magic broccoli in Okay. Well, I but bought try, some replacement but, herbs. Yeah, <laughs> if, you, if you do the herbs, try, try that uh, wetting the soil. Seriously wet it before. Yeah. Yeah. And then I, I will. put some really in there. But the only thing is, like, with the they, it, it's almost like it's a fungus. That's why I was asking about amending the soil because the leaves are not a you know dry, crispy brown, right? Um, yeah. It's it's real. They're really dark, which reminded me more of a fungus than than just uh, underwatering. Uh, well, usually sense. the sun. Yeah. <laughs> usually those those fungus don't even like herbs. But, oh. <laughs> but, but you generally would not see a fungus after, what did you say, just two or three days? Yeah, oh, yeah, I almost, uh, I think, uh, let's say I planted them last Saturday, and probably by Monday I was seeing that there is an issue. Yeah, yeah, I think, I think, I think it's, it's the water and the yeah. small okay. root system. Well, Give it well, a try. Definitely, Congratulations uh, losing those. I would, def- I would definitely irrigate everything well, before you, you I know put the plant in what the you got to do now since Jerry is uh, harassed and harassed you you just yes. no matter what happens you pretend that they really done well and that you're uh, <laughs> and uh, between you and I we'll get Jerry enough oregano that he can t- t- he can on everything he's eating. I, I got some eggplants growing for him, too, and they're in full All time. All right. <laughs> yeah, he'll love them. Is it the Japanese eggplant or the Black Beauty? Uh, one of both, actually. Okay. Yeah, the neat thing about that Japanese one, it, it's elongated, and you uh-huh. can slice it with a knife and put it down uh, the garbage disposal real easy. How was he ever uh, the vegetable uh, specialist? <laughs> maybe maybe because it's singular. It was just the one vegetable he liked, <laughs> right. broccoli. That's it. And tomato. Does it say I'm the vegetables specialist? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thanks, Tom. Right, I, think Thanks he, I, I don't think he's always been like this. No. <laughs> I'm trying to remember yeah, 30, very, 30 very years ago time. whether he was... Not easier to get along with back Yeah, there you go. All right, we got to take a break. While we do, give us a call. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. More of Milberger's Gardening South Texas coming up with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. I'm Milton Glick. This is 930 AM, The Answer. Telephone, but I can't dial it. Hands are shaking. Have to fire it away. And welcome back to Milberger's Gardening, South Texas. I'm at 9.30 a.m. The answer, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Trace is out on the porch with us. Make sure I got you potted up. I do. Yeah, so uh, we were just uh, bragging on the blue plumbago a little bit more. Yeah. It looks really good. It's on sale. R- number one pots. Uh, sale regularly seven ninety nine. Mm-hmm. On sale for six eighty eight. And so that that's good. During the break I had another person wanting to buy butterfly weed oh. <laughs> for their monarch. <clears throat> okay. But he said his was five feet tall. And I said, well, you know, plants are like people. He was a real tall man. Mm. <laughs> uh, I, I said, You got tall, I got fat, 
So wait a minute. You can't, no plant is going to be identical to. What did when one. he was saying butterfly weed was it a, a milkweed or a, a yeah, yeah the picture he showed me budlia. No, it was this one. Oh. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm well, glad it didn't. Tall for milkweed. Well, not if they don't if they don't freeze back or oh, if they're okay. in good they're in good soil. You know we're not. Some people feed in water. You know. That's, oh, okay. That's true. Really. Sure, but like I said, this man was <laughs> this above. This is news to me. He was up. He was uh, past six foot, so it was much okay. easier to tell him. Well, you know, you okay. got tall and I got fat. Okay. <laughs> they, there's some that even kill the aphids and the the beetles on there. They forget <laughs> their milkweed. They forget what they're why they're growing the milkweed. <laughs> yeah, if you look on uh, on uh, in Calvin's article at that toward the end, it's got a picture of a lot of young aphids. Oh. And then they've got a picture of two winged aphids. And uh, what's the difference? The I think the ones with wings are the queens, but okay. uh, I think they're all born pregnant. So why do you need a I, queen? I didn't think he liked that term. No, <laughs> he does. But he's he's taking it over. Yeah. But anyway, so there. That's he's a good picture it. of white aphids. So, uh, but anyway. that is, that is a it's an in interesting dilemma for for uh, gardeners. You get mm -hmm. used to con something internal control those aphids, <laughs> control those uh, beetles that are on there, and uh, and it just just kind of disconnects. Even though you're you're growing the milkweed for the the butterflies, and you don't care, the aphids really don't do a lot of damage in terms of the butterfly purpose. Yep. But there are folk, folk, when I say that to people, they say, well, surely there'll be more foliage, more blooms if, if the aphids don't get everything. <laughs> I'm and, sure there's some truth to that. <laughs> Probably. And, and Cal yeah. Calvin said, left alone, predatory insects will help keep the aphid and bug populations at reasonable levels and do not threaten the butterflies or their caterpillars. In fact, a healthy aphid and milkweed bug population verifies that there are no insecticide on the plant to threaten the monarch's well-being. It's almost symbiotic. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I used to use that line for sweet corn, the worms in sweet yeah. corn. And I said, well, if it doesn't, if it, <laughs> the farmers used to call me and say, hey, we got worms this year. Mm -hmm. And so I would go out there and do a story on corn and then show the worm. And protein. And protein. And, and I would say. Got a good crop sweet corn. If you, if, you, if, you, if you open the corn and it's a live worm in there, you know the corn's safe to eat. Did that on TV. And the farmers called me about next week. Next week said, fool. <laughs> we can't sell the corn unless it's got a worm in it now. Oh. I said, yeah, the market has changed. <laughs> can't make those farmers I, happy. I'm, I'm hard-pressed to, to eat corn with earworm. Well, I guess I can cut, I generally cut it off. Yeah, most people do. But like I tell them, that worm has eaten that corn every day of its life. So theoretically, that worm tastes like corn. 
Theoretically, yeah. So well, you, you, you ate the worm. Uh, yeah, did, did it if, taste you saw, like worm? if you saute them. Um, uh, with butter and little butter. Yeah, there you go. Everything's better with sugar. Uh-huh. Same thing you put with a rutabaga. <laughs> at, least, at least he doesn't uh, get naked and no, uh, go with uh, hamburger, uh, raw hamburger. They, they, I don't want that in my, my brain. Uh, <laughs> it's too late. You have to suffer with us. <laughs> did they ever? Did you ever pitch that as a TV thing? All right. Well, I'm going to go out and find the fire ants by getting naked. And, I'll just video this. We we threw, he did. We threw out some t- uh, hamburger. Some hamburger. Yeah, I think you told me that. And how long did it take him to find it? Oh, about thirty minutes. Wow. And uh, the uh, the interesting, I did kind of mention a meat, put a meat. So if you want to tell. The fire ant, imported fire ants from the native fire ants. Uh, they Hi. fire the native fire ants. You want to be on the radio? Do not have poison in their bodies. I didn't know there was such a thing as a native fire ant. I thought they were all imported. Well, you didn't read Calvin's article. No, He's I talking didn't. about not using baits uh, because of, to protect the native fire ant. Population. I thought they all got here on a banana boat. Uh, no, that yeah. fire imported. Okay. No. Uh, to get on the fire, There's get a cool on the boat. <laughs> going across that. Okay. But uh, anyway. Uh, a squirrel type situation. Yeah. What's that? Uh, you just went it sidetracked just, on a spider. So oh, it just goes floating in the breeze on its web. <laughs> I don't know where it went. Though. I also saw a sure sign of fall. With those beautiful uh, mums, chrysanthemums, you got it to answer. Always the first sign. We've got <laughs> mums. We've got uh, marigolds are always good fall uh, indicators. Yeah. Snapdragons, we got a few of those in. <laughs> uh, got a few uh, ornamental cabbage and kale in. Yeah, I, I meant to mention that a while ago. So since you mentioned it, uh, if you want, he, he was talking about plants uh, that flowers that you put in the sun. Well, we always have trouble with shade-tolerant plants in the winter. And cabbage, ornamental cabbage and kale, which you can eat, by the way, Milton. Why why are they called ornamental? (laughs) Because it's purple and uh, white. Okay. You can can eat rutabaga, too, but... (laughs) I don't think he even considers that to be ornamental. I don't think he thinks it is a food source. You heard me tell the story. I planted some ornamental kale. In my mother's in Tennessee, when she was ill, and uh, it got big. I planted it in, in late fall, and I mean that it was a white one. I forget the name of it. I mean it, it had it, the cow got so big it doesn't ever get that big down here, but it got huge in in her flower in her uh, front yard in the, in the garden in a planting bed. So she, when it got so big, she called me and said, Jerry, is that, is that poisonous? Is that poisonous kale? I said, oh, hell yes. Knowing that in Tennessee, if I had said you could eat it, mm. it'd be gone the next morning. Cause that was pretty I thought that was going a different direction. Uh, yeah. I, I was thinking that maybe she made something for him, yeah. and, and that's why he has the disdain for kale today that he, no, no, he no. has. But anyway, it was a shocker to the people in Tennessee. But anyway, the uh, the uh, yeah, uh, if the bigger you can grow that kale, 
before it gets extreme our cabbage. Uh, do they have ornament? You have, can you buy ornamental cabbage anymore? Sure. I know kale pretty well took it over because it, 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 it was so pretty. The kale was. I, I like the crinkly leaf better, but yeah, it's individual preference. But yes, they <laughs> both exist. Okay, good. Uh, we got our kale last week. Got it in the pot. Yeah. <laughs> ornamental or edible? Yeah. Uh, Apparently, they both are edible. Yeah. So yeah, they we are. got both. I don't know which one. Just like the ornamental pepper. One of the yes, feral so. cats sat on one of them, so I don't know how it's going to do. <laughs> He looks healthier, though. Oddly enough, <laughs> the cat or the kale? The cat. The cat. Yeah, he okay. looks like he's doing real well. No. What kind of question did you have? You had a dianthus question. Dianthus question. Yeah. The, That's the a good debating plan. the the length of the bloom. How long will the bloom last? And how does it go through the winter? And compared to snapdragons and things like that. Well, I I, I grew kale well, the first time I grew it. Uh, it would. <laughs> It would bloom pretty. To my dianthus? Yeah, okay. dianthus. Uh, and then I would cut it, cut the old spent blooms off, fertilize it a little bit, bam, come back, right back. And last, I had some last for three years. Really? Same plant. Huh. Went through the summer. Well, it, it usually lasts, in my garden, it usually lasts longer than any of the other cool weather annuals. I think so. Especially if you do get, you give it a little, little bit of a uh, deadheading. I got you all top. I had a snapdragon for like five years. Oh, my gosh. Ed. Wow. Go ahead, Ed. He's yeah. making that. No. How'd, you, how'd you do that? Uh, fluke. Okay. We had it planted in a bed and uh, just never went away. It was in the shade. Yeah. So maybe I'm that sure was that it. was part of it. But uh, still bloomed and still grew. And you removed the spent bloom. No, we didn't touch it. It was in a bed. We didn't do anything with it. I walked by and said, oh, my God, it's still alive. (laughs) Uh, Do do we still have a cow or blackberries? Oh, yeah. Okay. I noticed. I'm glad for that. Obscene amounts. Oh, good. (laughs) Number three, pots, regularly Mm $29.99. That's really close to $30. But it's not. But it's not. Yeah. And you could, you could you could get two for fifty dollars. So there's mm-hmm. actually an assortment of berries in that. So uh, there's several different blackberries, and the blueberries are in there too. Yeah, yeah, I see the blueberries and, too. Uh, tiff, they're on tiff, sale too. Tiff blues in there. So oh, you're good. Blueberry. Somebody asked about that a couple weeks ago. So, so yeah. um, read some. Uh, read that article on PlantAnswers.com that somebody here wrote. Yeah. About uh, being successful with blueberries, and um, if you follow all that. It says that's the one for you. Yeah, pink lem- lemonade. Yeah, we got that one too. I, I never heard of that one. And uh, keep and in mind too, climax if you, if you get number three, Kiowa, you can you can uh, have as many you can produce as many plants as you want. They'll cover up a whole. Oh yeah, a whole uh, garden if you want to get and it's, space. Okay. It's got big berries and they're sweet. Okay. Oh good. Now the problem is. For most of our people, want thornless. Yeah. But this is not thornless. No, I've heard Calvin complain about it. We haven't got a good thornless yet. Well, hey. I, I, I don't, yeah, thornless, I haven't had great luck with thornless here in this climate because they have a tendency, if the weather changes a little mm. bit, they get behind and then they don't catch up. That's, I look at it more as the thorns protect the berries from the birds. Oh, see, you're, you're <laughs> half, glass is half full, guys. Yes. I don't know if that works or not. Tom, Tom is well, on the I, line. If I, were, if, I were, yeah, but if I were a bird, I'd be much less likely to want to climb in a thorn <laughs> thorn type than a thornless. They, they do around the thorn. 
Tom has got a question about mandarin oranges, 210-308-8866. Mandarins? Well, I don't think we sell mandarins, do we? <laughs> Hi, Tom. Hello. <laughs> What's hey, going I mean, on? My, my question is really about cold hardiness. And, it, I mean, it has to do with mandarins in this particular case. So I bought a mandarin, I'm going to say, 10 years ago. And it had a cold hardiness down to, it said, 20 to 30 degrees on the label, which I just double-checked. And so, you know, it's pretty much survived with the winters over the last 10 years. Um, I covered it once or twice, but not, you know, that was pretty, uh, it got to the point where it was too big to cover. And, of course, <laughs> it last, last winter it froze. So now I've bought another couple of mandarin oranges, orange plants, and they have a cold hardiness down to 30 degrees it says and i thought well is it 20 to 30 is it you know and i'm i guess i'm concerned about when do i need to start protecting them <laughs> yeah, because i really didn't protect the other one hardly at all um yeah do you remember the varieties pardon do you remember the varieties of the mandarin yeah these are dancy mandarin okay okay uh and, you know, two different growers, two different, I bought them from two different places. So they just, one I just tripped over and bought 10 years ago, and the other one I went to find as a replacement. Okay. Uh, those, basically, those uh, temperatures on those tags are, they're kind of worthless. <laughs> because if you got a, if you got a mandarin in a, a low place where it gets cold, colder faster, are, uh, in other words, it depends on their preconditioning before the cold weather happens. Is whether how how low they'll go. Now, when I we think. had uh, when we had this this spring, or uh, well, yeah, I guess it was spring. Did we have a spring this year? But anyway, the the last freeze was lower than any Mandarin could stand. Yep. Even the even the ones we we think were are cold hardier, uh, but that uh, Mr. Moy developed from the botanical garden. But uh, the it got all of those, all those that we used to say were hardy. Uh, so basically, we tell people if you want to grow satsuma, uh, mandarin. Uh, Planted on the south side of the house in the full sun, if you got that, and yeah. uh, and it cover cover with a, a blanket or something, and put a heat lamp under there when sure. it gets uh, below twenty degrees. Okay. Yeah, and I that's mean, and, I don't, and yeah, when it gets, I don't mind. T- gets big, when it gets big like that, you cover. As much of the bottom as you can. Yeah. By bottom trunk as you can. Yeah, we you can, lo- been... you can. Yeah, you can lose the top. Right. Uh, but uh, you don't want to lose that trunk. You know, I think uh, just in conversation, it's reached the point where if we ever have another freeze like we had in February. I'll be out there pruning free uh, these trees down if they ever, you know, when they get to a certain size, you can't begin to cover them. You know, I might yeah. just prune them down to where I can cover what's left because the rest of them. There you back. go. That's good. That's, that's I, right. I, 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 
you know, to your you, comment you, you, about you, if it's going below 20, I don't want to, you know, every time it's going to go to 31, I don't want to be running out there to try to cover the darn thing if it's, you know, if yeah, it's you, really. But, but the, the, the problem can be, too, just like Jerry, remember, he mentioned it depends on the, uh, what time of the year, how, what kind mm. of preparation, the weather has been before that. You could have potentially uh, some kill at 28, and you wouldn't have the next the time before you wouldn't have yeah. any kill at 20. That's true. So it's, yeah. it's a bit of a ga- it's a bit of a gamble. And you don't yeah. have to worry. You don't have to worry about another freeze like we had, because that was a <laughs> two or three hundred year freeze. We've had one in my many years, and uh, so I don't think another one's coming this coming year. But you know, even if it gets down to the low twenties, I just wanted to be yeah. prepared. There you go. Just uh, I think you got the right idea. Okay, right. sounds real good. Thanks, Thanks a lot, guys. You bet. Good luck here. Bye-bye. All right, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. We are going to take a break and come right back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, with Dr. Calvin Finch and Dr. Jerry Parsons. I'm Milton Glick. This is nine thirty a.m. The Answer. Si negaras mi presencia en tu vivir. Bastaría con abrazarte y conversar Tanta vida yo te di Que por fuerza tienes ya Oh, where? Oh, I see it. 210-308-8867. Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. There's Edie Gourmet. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. seeing butterflies, hummingbirds. Yeah. This is a wildlife area. Actually, it really is. Um, <laughs> I don't know what's going on in the... Uh, you can the sit, uh, butterfly garden. You can just that. sit on the porch. Yeah, we'll have to. They need to have a butterfly cam. I think they have enough <laughs> problems with the, yeah, the internet right now while it's being fixed in the phones. To if you want to see a uh, butterfly vine, mm-hmm. see on that that overhang deal, that yellow flower. Uh huh. Is that butterfly? That's vine? butterfly vine. Oh, that's pretty. Does it have another name? Butterfly plant. <laughs> no, it's the reason they call it that is because, of course, the butterflies feed on it. I mean, the bloom. Right. But uh, the reason they call it that is because the the uh, bloom turns into a seed pod. Oh, that looks like a shape of a butterfly. A lot of people collect those and uh, paint them. Put put a little That's paint neat. them with brushes and. Uh, they use them as uh, Christmas decorations and Thanksgiving decorations. They look like a little butterfly. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, and besides, the deer don't like to eat it. Oh, that's really cool. Like they do, uh, <laughs> like they do uh, cr- uh, cross, cross fly? Yeah. Cross fly. Uh, one thing we haven't talked about that uh, Trace has had on sale here. Pretty reasonable price is Cron- uh, <laughs> Croton. Oh, yeah. Croton. That uh, beautiful leafed uh, plant that's tropical, of course. And it's got Croton, Petra, and also Nerva. Nevada? Nevada? N E R V I A. Nerva. 
But anyway, yeah. you've got both of those. I assume they're different varieties. And uh, in beautiful colors that go extremely well with pumpkins. You know, put them up there with pumpkins. Mm-hmm. Add an exciting touch of blazing. And they are. They're pretty. Fall colors to decorate home and patio. The six-inch pots regularly sixteen ninety-nine on sale for two for twenty dollars. That's a good deal, and uh, that's very reasonable because it it takes a while to grow a croton. Wonder if he got those out of Florida. Mm. But I would tell the story that they use them as hedges in Panama. Oh, really? Wow, that looks beautiful. Oh, look beautiful. yeah. And uh, like my friend Joe Bradbury used to say, that that lived in Panama for a long time, worked on a banana plantation. But uh, he always said you could tell how tall the yard person was. No, by how? Because they trimmed them with, most of them, a lot of them trimmed them with machetes. So they They didn't have clippers. They had machetes. And they would always... Trim them at the same height. Yeah, it's their height. The, the taller your crotons were, the taller your yard man is. Was, <laughs> is. Anyway, uh, <laughs> the you got the lantana that we've talked about. It sounds like a in the garden show. There they <laughs> they call our crotons are only five about five and a half feet tall. Oh, you need a taller yard man. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but they freeze here. Yeah. Uh, and firebush, as I was walking in, they still got loads of firebush. And they're blooming beautifully. And so they're ready for you to sit on your patio, or if even if you live in a high rise, you can get a pot of them. Uh, number five pot. Mm hmm. Regular at $24.99. Killing me with the 99. Yeah, I know. Sell two for forty dollars. So mm-hmm. that's pretty good. And the hummingbirds, the migrating hummingbirds, will find oh, them. Oh yeah, you can even them. in a high rise. Yeah, and you can expect to find have at least three different varieties of hummingbirds. And they come in waves. You might not see any yeah. for two, three days, and then you'll see all three different varieties. <laughs> and we decided that the hummingbird fest in Rockport is already happening. I think it's this weekend. Oh, it's this weekend? I think so. You mean I need to go leave now? Well, you better hurry. Well, <laughs> well hang on. Just finish. The show's almost over. So. Okay. And they got Texas sage. And people are walking out of here with citrus. Great mm-hmm. selections of lemons, limes, and more. Great in half whiskey barrels. Are. Uh, and the star the. Plants start at forty nine ninety nine, almost fifty dollars. Real close, close. And so uh, they've got a wonderful supply, and they're going to get some more in later. And uh, they've got some on uh, dwarfing rootstocks for people that want to grow them in containers. They've got the varieties grafted on supposedly a dwarfing rootstock called Flying Dragon. And the reason they call it Flying Dragon is it's got twooked thorns oh. up and down a stem. Oh, ooh, ow. That, oh, yeah. 
that's what amazes me is how could they <laughs> they have bud budded those citrus with all those thorns on the and they're vicious thorns on the on the on the limbs. But I guess they did. Maybe they grafted them when they were young, very young. But uh, they're a little more expensive. But uh, theoretically, they're supposed to be on a dwarf and rootstock, which would be perfect for a container. Oh, okay. And if you don't uh, want an ugly old whiskey barrel in your know, you can get one of Calvin's favorite, those mm-hmm. plastic uh, containers that yeah. they sell for what ten dollars? Ten bucks? Yeah, about ten. About so. I don't know if it's going up yet. You'll have to. It hasn't so far. All right. right. You, keep, you keep talking about it. it's going to go up. Same yeah. size as a half whiskey barrel. Yeah. Probably yeah. easy. It, it lasts easy. longer. Yeah, easy mm-hmm. to garden in. Uh oh, here's Tracy. He can tell us. <laughs> oh. Are your big containers still nine ninety nine? The big plastic ones? No. Okay. Told you. What are they? Fourteen. Okay. Okay. Every time we get something in, it seems to be costing us more. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. Every time. Yeah. At this point in gardening, it is. Yeah. So they're 14? A 25-gallon uh, thin wall pot is fourteen ninety nine. Fifteen. Four, for, no. for you, fifteen. Yeah. Oh. Fourteen ninety nine. That'll make you happy. I was hoping. <laughs> I was hoping that it wasn't fifteen. It's fourteen ninety nine. Only for you. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody else gets fourteen ninety nine. Right. Now, do you have mentioned Dr. Jerry Parsons, and you can pay fifteen dollars too. <laughs> if you yeah, do, you have whiskey barrels. Yes. You had them on sale at one time. I did. Are they out there in the parking yes, lot? Yes, they are. Okay. Hey, watch how happy this makes Jerry. Got it. Got about a minute. Got a minute. Yeah. One. Well, just one. <laughs> There, there is still time, Calvin writes, there is still time to apply a contact herbicide such as Roundup or Grass Be Gone to kill unwanted Bermuda grass. It works. I used Grass Be Gone in my lantana, mm-hmm. and it works. Oh, okay. And it didn't kill the lantana. No. Absolutely. Uh, to kill unwanted Bermuda. To use a contact herbicide, the grass must be actively growing and not dormant from the cold. So you need to get it on pretty soon. Got to spray it on green, in other words. Yeah. It's not green. No. It's not going to help. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, anything you have got about 10 seconds. Anything you want to say to wrap up? <laughs> uh, Come happy on Halloween. Next. There you go. And, uh, Mill Burgers will soon be your Halloween headquarters. We will say goodbye for today. Back tomorrow at Mill Burgers Landscaping and Nursery, 1604 on Boulevardy Road on 930 a.m. The Answer. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.